It's the second best weekend of the NFL playoffs. It's made better now because we have a whole nother game. But really, it's the divisional round that is so good because you get the one seeds that come into play, and it just makes things a little more interesting. But this is when we'll have the most games in yeah. the NFL playoffs. It's Honorado and Company. It's Chris Honorado. It's Ashley Miller. And there should be some decent games. We're waiting for the best ones, but we'll pick yeah. all of the games ahead this weekend in our Pick 6 Vodka NFL pick Ash. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned at the lack of star power, for lack of a better word, in terms of like the unevenness of some of these games when you've got backup quarterbacks starting. So I'm not sure some of these games could get a little sideways. Um, but yeah, this is listen, for me, this is kind of like it's not equivalent to the first round of the NCAA tournament, but it's a big weekend and it, it's a fun weekend. Let's get it going. This is Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpen House. The great team at Alpenhaus in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. The ski shop is killing it, as always. Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, we thank them for their support each and every week. And all of our local business partners here uh, on the show on Honorado and Company. Great show ahead. Mandy Patinkin, the Emmy and Tony Award-winning actor who's coming to Proctor's Theater, will join us. He tells some great stories about his career throwing out a first pitch at a White Sox game. And he even turns the tables and tries to interview me and Ashley before we yeah, reflect and get back to him because he is the guest of honor. We've got the Firewolf segment coming up. Follow the pack. Justin Getty, the goalie from Albany, will join us later on in the show as well. And I already said that pick six vodka NFL pick them where we will go through all of the playoff games this coming weekend, wild card weekend in the nfl j-man is watching good morning buddy how are you man good to see you sam carol ryan love it thanks for jumping on the show guys as we do this live on a thursday morning each and every single week on news channel 13's facebook twitter and youtube if you're watching us on tv and you want to watch us live that's how you can do it if you like watching us on the big screen at home we appreciate that as well before we get to the games themselves ash this is the news that just keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. It's been almost two weeks at this point since DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field in Cincinnati of a Monday night football game. Now he is back home, released from the hospital, transferred from Cincinnati to Buffalo, and then released from the hospital. And doctors said he is strong enough to recover on his own at home. Incredible. Yeah, really incredible stuff. And I, and we talked a little bit about it. No pre-existing condition. You know, doctors had determined that this was, it's kind of, for lack of a better term, it was a freak accident. It was a, a kind of a, a combination of a lot of bad factors, exact timing, and the hit itself was what caused it. So hopefully he lives a healthy life. As for his football future, I think that's probably not on his mind right now or his family's mind right now, getting him back to health. And then we'll talk about his football future later on. We know it's definitely on his mind. The first thing he wow. wrote when he woke up was, did we win? I'm sure he well, is. He had no idea what happened at that point. So I think you got to, once you see the video back and you understand the gravity of the situation, I think maybe you think a little bit harder about it. 
Yes, maybe. But at 24, I don't know that you really grasp necessarily what happened. And then you're watching your teammates play a playoff game. I'm sure he is dying to get back on the field in some capacity. And I know, look, I know nothing about the the medical background here and the potential that this could repeat itself. But if you asked me today, percentage that DeMar Hamlin plays NFL football again, I'd say 100. 100. I think he'll be so determined to play again. Yeah. I don't know how the length of that career, but I, I I would bet a lot of money that he is at least on the field one more time. Yeah. I mean, listen, one more time, you can start line him up to start a snap, and that's one more time. Whether or not he plays an NFL career from here on, I'd say it's 80. I think his parents are going to have a lot more to do with probably whether or not he plays again than you think. Yeah. Sam says maybe make an appearance at the game this weekend. If you thought last weekend was wild with the kickoff returns and the pregame ceremonies and all the chanting and the threes and the, if Hamlin is in the house and they show him on the jumbotron. Oh, Darlene brings this up as well. If you've heard the story, it's Peyton Hillis, uh, former Browns running back. He was a fantasy football stud for like two or three straight years. Uh, yes, saved his children from drowning and, and ended up in the ICU uh, himself. It is a storyline uh, we're certainly aware of. Good, 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 good news for DeMar Hamlin back home now in Buffalo to uh, to recover on his own. Again, we will pick all of these games coming up later in the show, but we'll dive into some of the things here storyline related, Ash, just because we're maybe not so enthralled with a couple mm-hmm. of the matchups. Which quarterback head coach combo do you trust most? And yeah. least in these playoffs, it's AFC, it's NFC, it's one seeds, it's seven seeds. How about yeah. it? this one was easy for me. The least is McCarthy and Dak because the Cowboys have struggled so mightily. Listen, what what do you what do you make that face for? They because looked like they couldn't play football last week in a game that meant something to them. It's McCarthy and Dak for me. I'm not saying Mike. I don't trust Mike McCarthy in the playoffs in general. I trust this team less. I trust the combination of them less. Okay, so if I don't trust Dak, maybe that's it. The, it is, it's heavy on the Dak, whatever, for me. That was an easy one for me. Okay, you didn't take the low-hanging fruit of Mike McDaniel and Skylar Thompson. which No, I- because, because that for me is just not – that's not your starting quarterback and your starting and, – and your, you know what I mean, head coach. Obviously, all the head coaches are your head coach. But that's not their starting quarterback. I'm not going to then say, of course, if it was Tua, then I would say I would still pick them over the Cowboys. You trust Pete Carroll and Geno Smith more than Dak and McCarthy? No, but I trust Pete Carroll. And I trust the way Geno's played this year. He's obviously, but there are like, I don't, I'm not going to say I trust Purdy because I have no idea. There are enough quarterbacks on this list that I have like, we're, we're playing Huntley in Baltimore, right? Like I, there are enough that I would say, don't trust, don't trust, don't trust. But there are a few combos. My number one, and, and I went through, I have three, which is the, the obvious three, I think. My number one is Mahomes and Reed because yes. they've done it before. Um, they just, they show up in the big moments. Andy Reed is one of the greatest play callers of all time. For me, that was an easy one. Second for me is McDermott and Allen. Third for me is Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. The combination of the, t- the two of those, you have the quarterback and the head coach for all of those, are those are my top three. Everyone else, it's only a half of the equation for me that I'm like, yes, 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 but it doesn't play out for me. I'm so glad that you rank them the way you did. Not necessarily in the order, but those are your top three. All in the AFC. 
And I mean, you know, that that just speaks volumes to me that um, we value these top three AFC teams more than we do the right? like Jalen Hurts. Haven't seen him in the postseason before. Nick Sirianni, um, you know what I mean? Like there's just too many questions on some yeah. of those combos. Yeah, no doubt. You said Brock Purdy, third string quarterback. Kyle Shanahan has gotten to a Super Bowl as a head coach, lost. Blew a 28-3 lead to the Patriots as the offensive play caller for the Falcons. Um, how much do you trust him with a third-string quarterback? The defense you trust immensely, but this is just quarterback, head coach. I don't know that I trust them in a big spot. And I Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. Uh, and listen, I, I trust Tom Brady with my life, but sure. Todd Bowles. Like and that team just isn't quite the same. And I picked them to beat the Cowboys because I trust the Cowboys less than both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's Reed and Mahomes. Uh, the the quarterback head coach combo. I, tr- I think it's going to be Carol and Smith if you're making me pick a head coach and a starting quarterback. I, At least, yeah. Okay. And, and and you know I'm not considering. After you just said Shanahan blows every lead ever and Purdy's never. Yeah, but, you're making, but if you're making me pick a starting quarterback and a head coach, and and I'm not even considering the the opposition. They have no chance. Of winning at San Francisco on Saturday, not not the way that defense is playing in San Francisco, yeah. right now. just no chance. Yeah. All right, this is a fun one. Three seed or lower, best chance to reach the Super Bowl from both the AFC and NFC. Oh, jeez. No, now, it. you know, for me, give me the Bengals. That's the layup. They're the three seed in the yeah. AFC. We, you're going to like them better than four through seven in that yeah. conference. Yes or no? Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. Yep. Yeah. If I'm in there. Yes. Um, the only other one, like, yeah, not in the AFC for sure. Um, the NFC. You're not taking Minnesota. <laughs> no, but maybe the Bucks. Like, really I'm not taking the Bucks. but. You're clearly not taking Dallas. You're not no, taking Seattle. I'm not taking the Giants either. So it would be the Bucks for me on that side. But I'm not com- like comfortable or confident in that. Yep. Uh, it's it's got to be Tampa because it's Brady. But but yeah. if you said, hey, Chris, you can't pick the same as Ash, I'll take the Giants. I'll take the Giants because I like yeah. Brian Dable. Um, I've, I've got Saquon Barkley. Thibodeau is, is playing at a high level now here the last few weeks of the season. Um, g- give, me, give me the Giants. Be- and I also like the matchup at Minnesota. So I have to consider that too, right? Like, okay, if a three seed or lower is going to get to the Super Bowl, what does their path look like? The Giants would beat Minnesota and then they would get the one seed because they be, they would be the lowest remaining seed. So then you're playing talking about playing a division opponent who yeah. they're very familiar with with Philadelphia. Okay, I don't love that, but I'm giving them an outside yeah, shot. I don't like- I don't like that either. And then you're talking about another road game in an NFC championship game. But if you get me to that point, roll the dice and who the heck knows. So their path to the Super Bowl uh, is probably easier than another team that's three seed or lower. But would you be surprised if the Giants lose this weekend? No, of course not. Of course not. That's the thing. Yeah. I I like the matchup as well because I like it better than going to San Francisco. But I don't – I still am not super confident. Listen, they're a lower seed. It's it's, – you're on the road. Yeah. It's Daniel Jones. <laughs> Melissa, Nick, we see you. Sam yeah. says Dallas will lose on Monday. Did you throw this up as I was ranting as well? Uh, Sam likes the Chargers and Giants as the lower seeds to um, 
to win this weekend. All right, let's take a quick time out here on Honor Auto and Company. When we come back, the performance industrial dirty, difficult, done. Jets have fired their offensive coordinator. Lamar Jackson still does not look any closer to playing for the Baltimore Ravens. Will he ever play for them again? Back in a minute. The temperatures are dropping, which means the holidays are right around the corner. Tis the season at Elfenhouse Ski Shop, where you'll receive up to 50% off top ski and snowboard brands like K2, Vocal, Nordica, and LipTech. And check out our selection of footwear from Muck and Ugg, as well as casual and hiking apparel from Patagonia and the North Face. We also have the latest in winter fashion from Fly Low, Marma, Obermeyer, and Helly Hansen. And an Elfenhouse gift card is the perfect gift for the adventure on your list. Elfenhouse in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. Nyscoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who helped deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Manny Patinkin, the Emmy and Tony Award-winning actor who is coming to Proctor's Theater with his show called Being Alive. Uh, that conversation, five minutes Away, but we get going now on this segment with performance industrials, dirty, difficult, done. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Bill Miller and his great crew of Performance Industrial, where they say there is no job that's too dirty or too difficult. Ash, you're up first. To get done. Uh, yes, I'm up first. Uh, Listen, I, I'm going to say that the Jets did Mike LaFleur a little bit dirty because he's done in New York. And I understand that the Jets have been a basement dweller in offense in his two seasons in New York. But there hasn't been an offensive coordinator that's gone more than two seasons with the Jets since Brian Schottenheimer. And he left the organization in 2011. I just feel like they're not giving these guys a fair shake, especially when your number one quarterback – that you drafted number two overall two years ago is Zach Wilson. And this is a guy that we've basically said is not going to be a franchise quarterback. You're giving him a guy that you don't even believe in and then saying, here's the keys to the offense, make it work. I I feel like that's not exactly fair. Bring in whoever you're going to bring in, whether it's Jimmy G, whether it's Derek Carr, if that's the route you're going to go a veteran quarterback, because at this point, why draft another quarterback? and give him a fair shot with a top five defense and an actual quarterback on offense and see what he can do. But you know what? He's probably better off without them. Go somewhere else. He's going to, he's the cream of the crop. He's going to get any job he wants that's open. Um, So I just think, I think it was a little bit unfair to kind of make him the scapegoat when the organization drafted the quarterback that clearly isn't working. Get him to green Bay. Let him be some kind of. Do okay. Like, that offense was better with Chris Trevler and Mike White in it than it was with Zach Wilson. You can't pin that on the, the offensive coordinator. This is what happens, though, when you have the number two overall pick who is not succeeding. The blame falls on a coach yes. first. Like, yeah. well, before maybe you're the reason Zach Wilson isn't coming along the way we want him to. And 
I can throw up the numbers as well. I mean, no matter who the quarterback was, they're not scoring points. Now, again, I'm with you. You're not giving Michael LaFleur a lot to work with here, right. even before this year, to say who are their offensive weapons. You know, you drafted Elijah Moore, who has requested a trade, and you were ready to bench the guy. Denzel Mims is a guy you weren't going to play a lot either. So you, you, you've almost swung and missed on two receivers in the top three rounds in the last couple of years. You finally go get Garrett Wilson. Okay, yeah, fuck, he's but, and Brees Hall will be really yeah. good too. But so I'm, I'm with you. I, don't, I just don't think enough time has played out for Michael Floor. However, I think there was probably a little bit of heat. The offense isn't yeah. doing what it needs to. This okay. is the weak link. Go get somebody else. My performance, yeah. industrial, dirty, difficult, done. Contract negotiations with Lamar Jackson are going to be difficult. It's already been difficult. <laughs> he doesn't have an agent, so he's representing himself. And I believe that he is sending a clear message to this organization that I am not getting back on the field for you until I have serious guaranteed money coming my way. So there will be a franchise tag placed on Lamar Jackson, and then it gets interesting. Does he hold out? There's a finite window between tagging a guy and when he needs to be signed to a long-term contract extension. I don't think the negotiations will go well in that period of time. I think Lamar will say, you want to tag me, that's fine, but I'm not going to play for you. And then you get the, the standoff and training. Okay, this is going to be a story, everybody, I think, that that lives well into the month of July and probably August. So if you're tired, about he- if you're tired of hearing it in January, we've got another six yeah. or seven months of this, I think. Just There's me. no trade coming. Lamar Jackson will get franchise tagged in Baltimore. We'll have to try to figure out contract form not gonna be easy he's already he's already made it so as you said yeah I don't know how healthy he is or isn't but I believe he's healthy enough to force himself onto the field to play out to play a playoff game if he were making 40 to 50 million dollars a year and he's not so here you go it's tough when you haven't like for maybe for next week but for this week you just haven't practiced so to be in physical shape whatever physical shape you need to be in might be difficult but listen he knows the playbook forward and backward he's not going to lose any of that so my guess is maybe he comes back next week if they win, but I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, no, no, no chance. No chance at all. All right, no. uh, go ahead. Sam disagrees. He's there to make the quarterback get better. Yeah. My argument is that quarterback is not what people thought he was. You can't make a quarterback who just doesn't have the skills an NFL quarterback. That's not his job. His job is to make the offense work. But if you haven't been given what you feel is a fair shake with a the quarterback, then yeah, nobody's going to make Zach Wilson work. I don't see it happening. And I'm, I'm glad you said you said it. I'm throwing this up only to say, Ash, what you just said. Ryan wants to know, best candidate. I don't think there is a candidate that's going to turn Zach Wilson around. I don't see it. No. I, the Jets organization knows it, whether or not they want to admit it. All right, Mandy Patinkin is our prime guest yeah. on the show. He's won an Emmy. He's won a Tony. He's coming to Proctor's Theater Thursday, February 2nd with his show, Being Alive. I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed doing it. Back right after this with Mandy Patinkin. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. 
claim your crown. At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, it's Honorado and Company from home. Chris Honorado <laughs> and Ashley Miller. And uh, Ash, this podcast, this show has given us so many great opportunities yeah. to talk with athletes and coaches, Hall of Fame variety people, but also musicians, comedians, actors. And I will be honest. Although we've spoken with some people who I hold in very high regard, journalists as well, I'm rarely nervous for one of these. <laughs> I'm, Are I'm, you nervous? I am nervous Why? for this one. I don't know. There's That's something weird. about our guest this week um, that just puts a little bit of nerve. And then you see some of the videos he's done on social wow. media and you think, there's no reason to be nervous with this yeah, guy. No, not at all. Mandy Patinkin, who has won an Emmy and Tony? a Tony. Uh, and he has the the Grammy equivalent in, in Germany, Germany yeah. I saw, I which that. is very cool. So he's really just the Oscar away from the EGOT. Maybe that's why I'm nervous because he's <laughs> he's a near EGOT guy. Let's bring him into the conversation here. Mandy Patinkin with us on Honorado and Company. Mandy, thank you so much for doing the show. How are you? Oh, good, good. You've made me nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely don't be nervous around us. Our resumes are about this much compared to yours. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mandy, you're coming to Proctor's in Schenectady in February for, I think, you know, look, I, I don't know, maybe it's the new generation of TV viewers who will remember you, uh, maybe most recently from Homeland, which is a show that Ashley yeah. and I both loved. Um, but obviously, you know, you won for, um, Chicago Hope, the Emmy. So maybe the, the TV crowd doesn't think of you as a musical performer, but that's why you're coming to Proctor's. I cannot wait to see you put on the show that obviously you have such a great passion for. Where, where did that initially start your love for Broadway? Well, I started singing when I was seven years old in the choir at the synagogue on the south side of Chicago. And then um, I got involved in the theater at a Young Men's Jewish Council Youth Center on the south side of Chicago. And that's where my love was born, okay. you know, for the theater. I kept doing it. And uh, then I was doing a Vita at the time. And the conductor, Paul Gemignani, introduced me to a piano player named Paul Ford. Uh, we put together a bunch of songs over a year uh, that we liked. And we recorded it. The album all of a sudden did well. And then it was like, well, now what do we do with this? We went on the road and started doing concerts 30-some years ago. And we've been doing them ever since. And it became my first love. I love that. Mandy, it's... Mandy Patinkin in concert, being alive, and you're with Adam Ben David on piano. What can people expect if people come out to Schenectady and Proctor's? What will they expect from this show? Well, I put this thing together because I was uh, the show I did before was called Diaries, and it was a little dark. It was darker times, and I really said as we were coming out of the pandemic, I said, "Look, if I'm going to start doing this again, I need it to be happy. I need it mm. to be happy for myself." So we went through all 13 hours of material that I had, and 
and called it all. And I, I said, let's put together a happy show for me. I wanted it for me to be happy. If you come and you, you're not happy, that's your problem. Right. I'm going to be happy. So, so I put it together to have a very fun time. And uh, I've already been doing it here and there. And and so now is sort of the big kickoff, the, you know, where I, I did a few while I was doing something else uh, in, in the area on the West Coast. But now I'm getting going and I'm going to be doing this this version, which I call Being Alive, just for that reason, uh, you know, for, for quite a while. You're going to love the theater at Proctor's. Oh, it is such a... Know, I've been there many times. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've played there many times. If you and, and what you don't know is the backstage is full of history because the doors, it used to be a, a circuit, you know, a vaudeville circuit. Yep. So the doors have all the names of Troy... Schenectady, you know, all the names are, are, are the dressing room doors. You really feel like you're in a museum. It's just, in, and the theater is so beautiful. Yeah, it's such a cool space. For tickets, proctors.org is the easiest place to get it. A 7.30 concert with Mandy Patinkin. It is a collection of Mandy's favorite Broadway uh, numbers. Well, Broadway show tunes stuff yeah. by other people like uh, awesome. Randy Newman and and Paul Simon and, uh, you know, one that I wrote when I was 25, when I met my wife and all kinds of different things. Uh, but it, it, with the exception of me, mostly written by geniuses. I'm no genius. But <laughs> I'm just a mailman who delivers the songs. But most of these guys were geniuses who wrote these songs. Steve Sondheim, others, Irving Berlin, Oscar Hammerstein, um, like I said, Paul Simon, Randy Newman. And, and they... Uh, they tell stories. They're stories. That's what I do. I'm I'm just a storyteller who happens to sing my my words. And uh, and these guys, uh, I get to be their mailman, and it's a quite a privilege for me. We we love Broadway. Oh. Um, I grew up with a father who ran a summer acting camp that <laughs> I was initially forced to be part of, and then I've, <laughs> I I came to enjoy it. I have an uncle who's been in the entertainment business in L.A. for his entire life. Um, so what, what was the summer uh, camp? What was that? Oh, it, was, camp? it was a very prestigious camp, Mandy, called <laughs> Studio Stars in Glenrock, New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. I knew yeah. I'd seen you somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. I haven't aged at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, speaking of this, I, I'm curious because if, Mandy, you're a great follow on social media. I know you can't take all the credit for it. I don't um, take any credit for it. <laughs> all, I, take, I take, no, this is a disclaimer. I, I take none. It's all my son, Gideon. He started this thing. He's the one who runs it. He asks I mean, my wife and I stand there. He asks us the questions. We answer them. And, and there you have it. It's incredible. But we've seen you recently full beard and no beard. How yeah. long does it take you to go full beard? Five weeks. Oh, Five weeks. Okay. It'll, it'll be okay in four. But it's camera, really camera ready. And camera ready in four, but really camera ready in five. Okay. Mandy, did you get to, when Chris told me your son's name was Gideon, did you get to choose your character mm. name in Criminal Minds? Because that was no, the first no. thing I thought of. When we did the pilot of Criminal Minds, uh, the character had a different name. I forget what the name was. And there was a legal problem, uh, whatever the name was. And so they they changed the name and nobody even knew that my son's name was Gideon. Wow. That's unbelievable. And, uh, so that was, uh, that was an old, you know, that was just, that just happened. Go when, ahead, Ashley. Uh, TV and film, I would say. You guys, let me ask you a question. To hell with me. Yeah, get you out guys, of here. You guys, I hear, are married. We, we are, are married. We What's are. that like working together? You want to kill each other? No, we love it. So <laughs> for a long time, we were in the same department. Now we have gone totally opposite, split shift. 
we're like ships passing in the night. So this is the one time we get to kind of reunite and have a little bit of fun. So we do. Oh, you, mean you, st- you, you do other jobs other than this separately. We do, yeah. We work at a TV go, station. What are those? So we both work at a TV station. I'm in sports. Chris does news now. We used to be in sports together. Yep. But now he's on the morning shift and I do the night shows. So we're oh like. My God. So, uh, wow. Ashley comes home sometimes at 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning, wakes me up. I go to work. Wow. That's a way to keep the marriage fresh. Not bad, right? <laughs> that's what everybody tells us. And it's a new marriage. You don't, you don't get tired of each other that way. That's a good plan. <laughs> Uh, Mandy, when it comes to like TV, <laughs> film, Broadway, you are, for lack of a better phrasing, some, you know, the the actor in someone else's show. D- does music just sort of allow you a little more freedom and allows you to do what you want? Like you said, you want to be happy. So you know what? I'm going to put something together where I can be happy versus you're kind of working for someone else in those other various media. You've got it exactly right. I'm a hired hand in those other mediums. And here it's uh, it's a mom and pop grocery shop on the corner. Uh, we we just steal from all the geniuses who wrote these songs, put together our show, deliver the mail, and uh, you know, and and so it's my favorite thing to do of any of the privileged mediums I get to work with work in uh, because it's immediate. I'm with the audience. I'm with my piano player Adam Ben David, and uh, and an up and and a piano and a bare stage. Uh, but it's nothing without the audience because we're only there to open the mail and read it to you. And so uh, it's uh, I just love it. And I've been doing it now since 1989, the solo ones. And I'm and it, it's it's my favorite thing. Period. Easiest way to get tickets. Proctors.org. We'll throw some other information at you here. Being alive is the name of the concert I'm and again a collection of and and i am out of work early on thursday yeah. so we we'll will definitely here. go to see this um you are <laughs> a tony award winner. come back and say hi afterwards we, we would, will we would sure. absolutely love that we're going to let you go here in a second but um speaking of your social media presence yeah. y- y'all live in some beautiful country i mean you've got nature trails that that are often captured in these instagram and twitter videos um and you have a hilarious interaction many times with your son. There was one that jumped out to me anyway with your wife. You've already mentioned her here, Catherine. Um, I told, I know we said they were like 96% sports on this show. Gideon is asking your wife questions about baseball and they're outside at a soccer game in New York City. Um, and the, the, uh, acumen is not, is not strong so much on baseball, but you're from Chicago. You now live in New York. You you went to Kansas, which is a major sports uh, university as well. Do do you have any of that in your blood? Zero. (laughs) I went to the I went to Comiskey Park every Saturday after synagogue with my father to watch the White Sox. Yeah. So I from the time I was a little boy, he'd get me a beer to shut me up and put me to sleep, and uh, and 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 we uh, I'd watch the White Sox and all those guys, Louis Aparicio and Early Win and. And uh, it was great. And and then um, Bo Jackson. And I'll never forget, I had a great moment when I was doing a concert in Chicago, uh, you know, talking to someone just like the two of you. And uh, and the guy says, uh, you know, he's talking to me and I'm telling him a story about my dad and taking me to the White Sox game every Saturday. I was there religiously. We went in the Green Biscayne, sat there. He'd show me how to keep score and everything. And I watched the game through his eyes. He loved it more than anything. He loved mm. baseball. And, and so I'm a diehard White Sox fan, no matter what. I don't know who's playing today, but that's the only team I care about. Whatever. And uh, the next thing I get back to the hotel, 
um, after, you know, trying to hawk the concert. And uh, and I get a call from the publicity guy from the White Sox. Would I like to throw in the last ball for the last game of the season? I said, oh, my God, that's a, that's a lot of pressure. And um, and he said, no. He said, great. So I, I go and I, and I called him back. I said, listen, I'll only do it if my uncle Harold Drake can come with me because uh, he's a guy who does the New York Times crossword puzzle in ink in five minutes, you know. Anyway, and he's a major White Sox fan. Uncle Harold's like in his late 80s. And he comes with me and I bring the kids, you know, all the all the cousins want to come. So we all go out to the mound. And I'm and I'm like practicing because I want to make sure that I get it. But it was really something. Uncle Harold had Parkinson's. This is an amazing story. He had Parkinson's really bad. So we're driving down the outer drive. <laughs> he's, like, he's like this going on the outer drive. And we're all like praying, oh, please, let's not die while Uncle Harold's driving us to the White Sox game. And, and we get to the park and we're there early. So they're taking us to meet all the all the players and everybody. And uh, Thurman Munson, wasn't it Thurman Munson who was a catcher, a, a, a Hall of Fame catcher, and he played yeah. on the White Sox, right? Uh, so Yankees. Yankees, yeah. No, no, then I got the wrong name. It was Carlton the- Fisk? McCarlton Fisk, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so we meet him. And when you shake these ball players' hands, it's like, you know, it's like 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 a vice. I've never felt anything like it. They're just steel. And uh, Carlton Fisk goes in his, his uh, locker because we're meeting them all before the game. Bo Jackson's in the in the jacuzzi, you know, and uh, we're meeting them all before the game. And uh Fisk gives uh, Uncle Harold uh his his jersey right out of his locker oh, and so i have it you know and then and all that and so uh uncle harold left it to me after he passed on but but we we go in the camp and we go in the park and it's the new it's the new comiskey park so there's yep. that rotunda on the on the you know it's sort of like this circle thing and they open the doors right behind home plate and there's that view of that beautiful view of the ballpark and the bleachers and the place is pretty empty you know but there's that magical view and the minute he sees that he stopped shaking mm. for five hours. He never shook once. And we go out to the mound, and I was like, I'd been practicing because it's a long way if you're not a ball player to get it to the catcher. And they just humiliated me. The catcher comes up like I'm four years old. He comes <laughs> up halfway between the home plate and the mound. I wanted to kill him, you know. <laughs> but but anyway, it was that was my moment of fame in, in professional baseball. I love that story. Thanks. And it it amplifies the power of sport that Ashley and I believe so much. And you see it happening now in Buffalo with what's going on with one of their players, Damar Hamlin, after Monday night football oh, yeah. and, and him being in the hospital and the great news that has come since uh, that cardiac arrest that uh, that he had. Um, Ashley always feel alive, though. The, the sport just makes you feel alive. Yeah. You know, and, it kind of, and the adrenaline with the chemicals it puts out in your body, so much so that Uncle Harold never shook. Amazing. And we left that ballpark. We met everybody after the game. We swatched the whole thing. They gave us these great places to sit. And then he got in the car. He turned the key on the ignition. And there he went, you know, <laughs> his self-power. <laughs> you know home. what? Uncle Harold probably never felt more alive, speaking of being alive. And those are the moments that you can get not only from sport, but from music, from theater, movies, entertainment, all of it. So I think that's kind of the all-encompassing message, and it's a really good one. Let me ask you one more thing, Mandy, and and we will let you go here. But I want to highlight this because you you do so much of it. Um, I saw a video that you did post online, um, or Gideon did, I should say. Um, but you talked about the decency in humans that you believe is always present, whether or not we really see a lot of it in the larger media. Um, why do you feel that way? And I know that it 
it is reflected in all of the philanthropic work you do around the world. I feel I, I learned my lessons from children. I do a lot of work with the International Rescue Committee. I go to war zones right on the borders. We go into the refugee camps. We meet these people who have lived the most horrific things imaginable, lost family right in front of their eyes, and yet they never give up. Women who build their homes with their own hands. They walk two hours a day to get food, two hours a day to take their kid to school, two hours a day to pick them up. They, they, they weep together and then they dance together. They, they just are nothing but inspiration. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I was in, uh, where was I? It was in, uh, I, so I met Farad Nuri, uh, an Afghan refugee. And I'm, I can't remember exactly where I met him, where that refugee camp was. But Farad Nuri, a 10-year-old little boy artist. And... I said to him, we're like, you're talking to me. I'm on a bench outside. We're filming it. And I said, you know, Fanad, I have the privilege of talking to refugees from all, all over these conflict zones. And, and, then I, and then if we're lucky, we share it and people get to see these interviews. And, and what do you, so what would you like to say to people about refugees and refugee crisis? And, and he didn't miss a beat. He just said kindness. Mm -hmm. Refugees need kindness, not just for me but for refugees everywhere, all over the world. And I'm the product of a refugee. You know, m many Americans, most Americans are sure. people who fled conflict zones. And now they're climate conflicts and conflict zones. And it never ends what's going on in Ukraine and Afghanistan and Syria and on and on and on it will go. And that little boy summed it up. Human beings need kindness. That's our job as human beings, to take care of others. Grandpa Max used to say, in Yiddish, which means the wheel is always turning. So if you're on top, one day you will be on the bottom. And when someone knocks on your door, like our ancestors knocked on the door of America, some were not let in, but thank goodness enough where we were let in, we're yep. here, and, yep. and they opened the door. And if you don't open the door when someone comes knocking, when that wheel turns and you're on the bottom, and someday you knock on the door, they won't open it for you if you hadn't opened it for them. And, and it's, it's one of the greatest gifts of my life to have met these people and continue to meet them all over the world. They teach you how to live and be alive and, and embrace the preciousness of existence and fight for equality for human beings all over the world. How dare we have what we have and some have no home, no roof, no food, no education, no medical care. They need a new beginning. And those of us in privileged positions have such a powerful thing called a vote that we can elect individuals to change the lives of human beings at home and all over the world. And that's a pretty thrilling gift. And you've got a great platform to spread that message. And, and I know you love doing it. Um, well, we've enjoyed talking with you, Mandy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say for my wife, uh, her favorite part was being able to see your dog. So <laughs> That's um, not true. I enjoyed one, my time three. with Mandy. Since it's mainly sports, I yeah. did play in on the basketball team at Harvard St. George on the south side of Chicago. I was in one game. I was mainly the water boy. And then they put me in one game. We were like 20-some points ahead. And I got so excited that they threw me the ball and I ran to the basket and I <laughs> threw it in the basket and it was the wrong basket. I, I was for the other, I went to the wrong side, but that was, 
pretty, you know, that was, I didn't get it in, but he took me out of the game after that. At least you were 20 points ahead. So even if he got it, it let bad. me tell you, nobody, nobody got water as good as <laughs> Mandy, I know you probably don't miss him. You played him for a long time. I miss Saul Berenson. Uh, thank you. Thank you for doing our show. Thank you. Thank you for asking people to come uh, to uh, to the theater. And uh, and I promise you a good evening. And if you hate it, just go to sleep. It'll be over. Yeah. Right. You As, made it too bad. Exactly. Thank you, Mandy. Thanks. Be well. Have a wonderful life. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team invites you to join us on Saturday, January 21st to witness our epic face-off with the New York Riptide at 7 p.m. at the MVP Arena in Albany. Get your tickets now at albanyfirewolf.com. Join the pack. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Ash. Well, what do you think? Mandy Patinkin on Honorado and Company. Pretty cool. Yeah, listen, we pre-recorded that interview, and there's sometimes when I'm, like, busy doing notes and all these things, I literally watched every second back of the 20 minutes, and I was a part of the conversation to begin with, and so often I'm smiling the whole time. He was absolutely incredible. I hope we get to go to the show because he was great. Yeah, me too. That was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, it as much as we did. We've got more business to take care of, though, here with the NFL playoffs. Let's go. And now, your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Holly and Serge and the great team at uh, Saratoga Courage Distillery, part of this segment each and every single week on Honorado and Company. The Oh, by the way, you know what? Before I even get into the games, we have to acknowledge the winner of this past season. We both had decent final weeks, week 18, when we were picking against the spread. From here on out, we will pick just straight winners with the playoffs. But there you are, Ash, at the top, still below 500, but at the top, (laughs) 52-55. At the top of our sorry standings. I wasn't (laughs) sure if we were still playing through the playoffs. I mean, I'm happy to extend it. We We can do another winner at the end of the playoffs. Hey, you know what gave it to me? I didn't really want to pick against the Packers, but I did so that it was a fair shake at the end. And guess what? It worked out for me. And you'll never be forgiven for it. So yeah, there. Well, okay. Got I me believe together. in the power of predictions. Here are our predictions. Seahawks and Niners, the 430 game on Saturday. It's the first game of the weekend. Uh, San Francisco. I mean, we put the we put the spread there just for your reference. We're picking right. straight winners here only. And yet they will still cover that number, don't you think? Uh, it'll be close. It'll be close. I don't know that they cover. I, I'm not sure that I would have picked them if we were picking against the spread. I like this from Jason. <laughs> I mean, I was real far behind. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big time. Was it a comeback or a collapse? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a, a, it's a victory either way for you. So we both like the Niners. We both like the Jaguars here Saturday night on News Channel 13. 
Uh, you want that to know combination. Why? Because, well, why I like the Jags? Because I have zero faith in Brandon Staley. He takes my head coach quarterback combo and puts it right in the trash because I really like Justin Herbert, but I don't tr- I don't trust Brandon Staley to call any sort of game for anybody. Yeah. And look, Jacksonville's defense is very good. I would there. say just hand the ball to Eckler 30 times, but that's not necessarily going to work. We, we right. both like Jacksonville. Our meteorologist, Neil Ostano, says it's going to be cold Saturday night. He says probably in the Ooh. 30s at cold kickoff of this one. I said, well, it's not going to benefit either team because you're coming from L.A. as well with the Chargers. So neither team is going to be happy about yeah. it. But, but if it comes down to having to run the ball well, maybe you Maybe Eckler is the guy over ETN. Dolphins and the Bills. Uh, this number is now bigger. Uh, if you got it at a sports book near you at 10 or 10 and a half, good for you. Yeah. Then the two news comes out. It's going to be Skyler Thompson. We both like Buffalo. Do you like Buffalo to cover? Is this just thing a complete blowout? I yeah, I, I like Buffalo. Buffalo to cover. It's Skyler Thompson, number one. It's DeMar. You know what I mean? They played for DeMar last week. It took them a little bit to get going. We didn't even talk about that game. That was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, The opening kickoff, I was like, I had chills. Um, But again, I think you play for DeMar. Maybe he's in the building. This is like, I know people who aren't Bills fans who went and got tickets to this game because I think they were hoping for kind of the same magic. Quickly, did you see the interview with two of the doctors from the University of Cincinnati Medical School, a medical center, um, who said, they had to check on him regularly during that game. He was setting off every oh, yeah. single life monitor yeah. because he was just losing his mind yelling at the TV. Yep, I did see that. Every every alert and alarm he could set off, he set off because he was probably so jacked up and getting wild. I love that. We both like the Giants here on the road to pull off uh, what is a slight upset. If you believe what we've been told from the people in the desert, a home team generally gets two or three points on the spread line. So Vikings are a very small favorite here as the three seed against the six. Why the Giants for you, Ash? I mean, I, I just am not going to trust Kirk Cousins here despite yeah. that record and winning the division this year. I think the Giants will be able to run the ball well. Jones makes enough plays with his legs. I, I like New yeah. York here. Yeah, I do too. This was a little bit of a heart pick. If they were going to San Francisco, I think I would have picked against them. Um, but I don't. I also just don't trust the Vikings. And I like that we've talked about. We just like the matchup against the Vikings a little bit better than the matchup with the Niners. So I went with the Giants. Sunday nighter. Not much needs to be said here again on News Channel. Making 13. up any ground on this show. 8.15 on Sunday, we both like Cincinnati, which, of course, makes absolute perfect sense. The one Monday night game. All right. And Tampa. I am willing to bet that this Cowboys team finds an extra gear, is motivated after that disgusting performance at Washington last week where they put up six points. Tampa's defense is, is good. I just think... Dallas is going to be able to run the ball well. CeeDee Lamb has a big enough game. And and they find a way. This Cowboys team is too talented to bow out in the first round and against a, a Bucks team that that is has had a better looking season than it truly was. Even though they were eight and nine, and you'd say, How is that a good season? Brady led these seemingly miraculous comebacks that at some point is going to end. And yes, Jason, right now I knew he was 7-0 and against the Cowboys in his career. 
It has to end. It ends on Monday. You know how I feel about the Cowboys. I've got two words for you. It's not Tom Brady. It's home dog. You've gone against what you preached all season long. Yeah. Home dog and Tom Brady. So I got right, and, right. I mean, shame on shame on anybody for making Tom Brady an underdog at home. But but this is this is where it stands. I have bet against Tom Brady or picked against Tom Brady so many times in my life, yeah. and I've been wrong every single time. And I have a feeling it. So it once again, it all comes yeah. down to the final game of the week for us. The only time we're different, same as last week. Right, because here's a quick look at what we're doing: Niners, Jags, Bills, Giants, Bengals. And then split on that Monday nighter between the Cowboys and the Bucks. Follow the pack. A long weekend on News Channel 13. Next late game year. Saturday, late game Sunday. On Honor Auto and Company. Happiness is found in simple things the sun on your face, sharing laughs at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool, Spa, Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Welcome back to Honorado and Company. We are doing our weekly Firewolf segment here. And this mm-hmm. is a guy we, we just said off camera, first two time appearance of all the teams. And who would have thought it's goalie Justin Getty? But what more, what better time to have him on yep. after his second career start, Justin? Mm-hmm. How are you, man? Feeling good. Feeling good, guys. Glad I could be the first, second time person. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Hey, how, how do you feel about your performance in net the other night? Obviously, it's only your second career start. Um, you made 61 saves, which is kind of an outrageous number. Uh, and I know indoor Chris saw that number. He was like, that can't be possible. I'm like, well, it is an in indoor lacrosse. That's kind of how it works. But how do you feel overall about how you did there? Yeah, I felt like I played pretty well. You know, um, there's definitely some spots that I need to work on. But again, it was my only my second start in the league. So I um, felt like I played pretty well. Um, and I'm excited to build on it this week when we go to Halifax. So. Is there anything intimidating about starting a game at this point for you in your playing career? I mean, we talk about, you know, starts in indoor lacrosse, but obviously you've been playing lacrosse for a while. Is there anything that in, that is nervous or nerve-wracking before a game like last week's? Definitely, yeah. Um, a little bit nerve-wracking, getting to face some guys you grew up watching, like Randy Stotts and Cody Jameson. Um, those nerves kind of, like, settled in after – the first quarter. Um, and then I was just able to play freely the way I normally play. So, um, yeah, definitely always get the nerves. Um, but if I don't get nerves, then I'll start worrying. Cause then I won't be caring as much as I yep. do now. So, yeah, I was going to say my interview before the game, I, I just talked to him on the sideline and said, how you feeling? Are you nervous? And, and your exact words, I think were nerves are a good thing. If you're not nervous, you don't love the sport enough. Like yeah. there's something that's not right. You know what I mean? So you didn't play nervous though. And I talked to you after the game as well. And I said, it's, it felt like not that you gave up a lot of goals in the first half at all, but the second half, it felt like you kind of settled in and got really comfortable and were seeing the ball really well. Was there a difference from you from that first half to the second half that you kind of notice as a goalie? 
Yeah, you know, um, definitely I made some adjustments at halftime, uh, just seeing like based off what the shooters were giving me and stuff and what they were trying to target. So I just went into half, just took a deep breath and just made some adjustments, which turned out to be pretty good. I played well in the second half, so I was pretty happy with my play, but there's always room for improvement. So We talked last week about the inconsistency of the schedule. Um you guys will finally play a few games now here in a row. <laughs> what does that do for a team that lives out of the area for the most part, travels just to play the game, but to see each other now on a weekly basis, to get into the groove of playing games, how big of a, a deal is that? Definitely. It's going to be nice to have a few back-to-back games um, during the week just because it's really tough to come back um, being away from the guys for about three weeks there. So. It's yeah. always tough to come back and just jump right back into it. So I think everybody's pretty glad we have a good little stretch coming up where we get to play on the weeks. So I think we're looking forward to um, getting to see Halifax again this weekend and trying to meet in their home barn. Yeah, does that help, Justin, seeing a team, you know, six days apart? Um, obviously, you got to study a little less, but you know a little more about what they want to do. But each team is going to change kind of what they do, probably. Definitely, yeah. I think both teams are going to look back at that game and make adjustments um, compared to the first time we played. So um, I know personally I'm going to make some adjustments based on what I watched from the film. I watched the game over a couple times. And I think other guys will, too, just seeing some minor mistakes we made. That um, Brett Manny said it pretty well after the game that everyone – has to look in the mirror and see who's staring back at themselves to see what they could have done better. So I think that's a good example of what what everybody needs to do before we step into this game this weekend. I'm looking back at myself your in this again. and it's like, yeah, I your can't. Curl. <laughs> um, you use the word barn. Now I know that from hockey. hockey yeah. Is that a Canadian thing though? Cause like you'd never hear an NBA arena called a barn. Uh, is that lacrosse Canadian? What What is that? Um, I guess it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I grew up in Canada, so right. I played hockey and lacrosse growing up. So I guess it's kind of just the fluid language that we had growing up. Yeah, no, so. I like it. Um, given your position on this team, obviously, you know, Doug Jamison is a guy that is so well known around the league. Um, an opportunity like you had last week and any opportunity you get to play, do you view it as an audition in some ways? whether it's for more playing time with the Firewolves or the offseason. Does that ever creep into your mind? Are you just worried about winning the game? Definitely, yeah. Um, I think more so it's just about winning the game and just trying to get that win for the team. But it definitely creeps in the odd time where like you get limited opportunities, especially behind Dougie, who I always think is probably one of the better goalies in the league. So – Anytime I get a chance to step the net, I kind of have to try and make that count. So, yeah, I, I guess you could say it's kind of like an audition. Um, but I'm always I'm always aware of that, and I'm always just trying to focus more so on trying to get a win. And I I wasn't the W, but Ash, I mean, 61 saves. Yeah. You know, that's couldn't that's have done a much more good audition. There. Yeah. yeah, and I think we t- listen. We talked to coach after the game. There were some bad penalties late. Um, there were a lot of things that were probably avoidable. That that cause things to kind of go the wrong way. So in terms of confidence, you're one and two, but two of those games, those losses were very mm. winnable. Does that make you feel better or worse mm. in the locker room? 
Um, I think it's tough, right? Um, we, I think the team as a whole know we could be easily three and zero right now, and I think it's more so we can t- we can take the positives out of those games that we lost and try and implement them better into uh, into our next games, and yeah, hopefully we can bring it back to five hundred this weekend in Halifax. So, all right, man, go get them this weekend. Uh, we appreciate you coming back on the show, repeat guest. Um, and uh, and good luck the rest of the way, Justin. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate right, it. Justin Getty from the Albany Firewolves, of course, part of our Firewolves segment each and every single week here on Honorado and Company. We're back right after this. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, Ash, the uh, minute or so that uh, we have left on this week's show, I cannot ignore this big news that broke in Major League Baseball. And, I mean, it's just the the saga of the free agency of Carlos Correa has come full circle. Giants almost said Niners, thinking San Francisco. Giants, Mets, back to the Twins from a double-digit year deal and $300-plus million to six years and $200 million back to Minnesota here. Uh, got up. Yeah, Sorry, almost the same average annual value, just didn't get endless. And who knows about the physical and all that stuff, but the Mets aren't quite as good as we thought they were, but they're still pretty darn good. That's my biggest takeaway here is if you put Correa in that Mets lineup, you look at one through six and go, ooh, boy. Yeah. Now you take him out, and I say, who's That's playing third base? And yeah. now I'm not as intimidated. Again, I think it makes a, a sizable enough gap between the team you love in that division, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the New York Mets, who are probably second best in that division at this point. Uh, boy, our thanks to Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. Again, coming to Proctor's Theater Thursday, February 2nd, the star of Criminal Minds and Homeland and, of course, The Princess Bride. We we know that. Yes, absolutely. Chicago Hope, Evita. Go check them out at Proctor's, everybody. Have a great weekend.